I think sometimes we romanticize this like chasing a dream, you know, chase your dreams, which is like, it's like you can plan and sit down and be structured about it as well. But putting an emphasis on the fact that it is going to be difficult. Discomfort is part of the process. And if you're not uncomfortable, that means you're not really pushing yourself. In today's episode of the Start Right Now podcast, we are talking to an incredible talent, Nigerian-Canadian singer-songwriter and musician, and her pursuit of a really big dream. Let's go. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie, and I'm glad you're here for the epic conversations that will take you from aspiring to actualizing your dreams. Let's get started right now. So today is a very special day because not only do I bring you someone who is incredibly talented, she's an international artist. She has charted her way through a ton of incredible challenges that you're going to hear about as we go on. But she also happens to be one of my very best friends, Felana. Hello, Hello, Felana. I love. (laughs) Give me a second to, you know, give your your bio because I want people to, to know and appreciate you for all of the things that you've done, not only being an amazing bestie. So Falana, she is a Nigerian-Canadian singer-songwriter and musician. Her sound is super eclectic. It's best described as a mix of Afrobeat, R&B, and soul. She's got a lot of influences from Lauren Hill to Amy Winehouse, Sade, Sia. Felena has had an incredible last couple of years. Really, 2019 was a breakthrough year with the release of her critically acclaimed EP Chapter One. She is the, the writer, the producer, and she is working with a ton of amazing people around the world to put together her latest and greatest project. So Felena is going to tell you a little bit more about that, but welcome, Felena. Thanks, Chloe. It's so weird hearing you call me that sometimes. <laughs> I know I have to I have to catch myself in the process. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I'm, first of all, I know we're talking about we have what we're going to talk about today. But I also just want to commend you not only as your bestie, but just listening to start start right now. It's an amazing podcast. Like I, I listen to a lot of the episodes and I I'm hearing my journey in the episodes, like speaking to the things like our ego or like fear and how that really holds us back and prevents us from really living out our true selves. Because I know that's something that I struggled with and you witnessed firsthand in my journey. So just like celebrating you because we got to celebrate you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I think it's it's a conversation with people in my life like yourself that really uh, charge and motivate me to, to put out content because these stories are so important to tell and to normalize where we're having challenges. So I'm looking forward to digging into all things Felana today. Yay. <laughs> all right. So we're going to get started with our rapid fire questions like we do for all guests. So are you ready? Yep. I'm good. Let's go. Let's go. All right. First question. What projects are you working on right now? So I am finishing an album. It's kind of actually already finished, to be honest. We're still I'm still writing to finish like the last bits and pieces of it. But there's that. And then I'm obviously I'm a songwriter, so I'm always writing songs all the time (laughs) and collaborating with different artists as well. So, yeah. Nice. Now, three words to describe your creative process. Um. This is supposed to be rapid fire and I'm stalling. <laughs> uh, I would say openness. I would say honesty. And I would say experimentation. I like it. I like it. What is your superpower? My superpower. You know what's really funny? I'm an incredibly emotional person. 
I used to frame that as a weakness, like, oh mm. man, I wish I wasn't so emotional. But I think that's actually what makes me such a good songwriter because I'm able to kind of really dig into feelings, you know? And then what music does for people, it connects to a certain moment, an emotion, you can feel joy or sadness or happiness. And if I wasn't able to really dig into those feelings, maybe I wouldn't be able to write the way I do. Mm, I like that. So I think that's a superpower, even though it has its limitations, but you know. What are words that you live by? Words that I live by. These are deep questions, Chloe. (laughs) Could be a favorite quote. It could be a passage. It could be just a word that you hang on to. Wow. I feel like there's so many. I'm like trying to figure out what that kind of embodies everything. Because I have a couple that I live by. I live by, if someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Auntie Maya said that. In the industry that I'm in, relationships are, like in any industry really, but relationships are Mm -hmm. just so important. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep the right people around you. So when someone shows you their true colors and it doesn't jive with you, sometimes you got two cuts. Um, that's one. Another one I I live by is um, in the spiritual sense, I suppose, is knowing the purpose bigger than myself. As a Christian and as like someone who really understands like everything I do is bigger than me. I'm serving a purpose. Like I am just a vessel to be able to be a blessing to other people. And I always need to frame that in my mind, whether I'm making music or I'm interacting with anybody like that is critical because when you are able to operate from a place where it's not about self, you can really impact people in in more powerful ways. And sometimes it's really difficult. You know, I'm in a music industry where everything is like about image and about you and your, you know, numbers or whatever it is. And you like sometimes lose track of the fact that, you know, everything has a bigger purpose. Like written songs where someone is messaging me and is like, you know, oh, this song really changed, you know, my life or really helped me through a difficult time. Like literally the other day I got a message from a lady who sent it. She's like, oh, this song has really helped my son. I just wanted to thank you for it. And I'm thinking to myself like, that is incredible, you know? So it's not about me in the journey. It's not about me. It's bigger than me. Those two things at least, yeah. It's just, it humbles you so you know that it gives you a different way of approaching life and approaching relationships. When you're not operating from self, when you're not operating from ego, it changes the way you move through the world. You're like, oh, what can I give? Or if something doesn't go your way, it's like, okay, but it's not It's not always about you, you know? It's like trying to find that balance too. Because in the music industry as well, you have to hustle and you have to believe in yourself and you have to push. But having that that grounding, that foundation, I think has really helped me and is important. And also helps me when, you know, in the difficult times, like it's bigger than me. This is bigger than me. Like I'm called to do this and it's bigger than me. So whether something is going my way or it's not going my way, it's bigger than me always. And that kind of always helps me stay focused and stay grounded and also just trust that all things are working together for good. My last question is, what is something you cannot live without? My friends. (laughs) Honestly, like family, friends, but I, I have amazing friends and I promised I wouldn't get emotional but like my friends really whether they were supporting me through encouragement whether it's they're just showing up at a show and like you know coaching me through or helping me supporting me through something that I'm going through or just being there to help me see something in a different perspective that really pushes me towards something you know like just always being there for me I'm just grateful for that because they say it's a it's a lonely journey to the top you know what I mean 
I sure do. And you happen to pick, you know, one of the most challenging, you know, careers as it relates to finding a way to quote unquote, make it, you know, when you think about the the numbers of people who would choose to pursue uh, a career in music and, you know, how many actually make it, that number is small. And what I know about you, which others may not, is that you are are brilliant and you, you could have chosen really anything that you wanted. So how did you know for you, because in that moment when you're choosing music, you know, you're choosing a more difficult path. So how did you know um, that this was the direction that you wanted to take your career? For me, it was I feel like I was literally denying a part of me. There's a there's a lack of peace that I experienced when I was, you know, I was thinking about going to law school or I was thinking about I wanted to go, you know, work for the U.N. I'm obsessed with languages. I'm like, okay, I want to go do these things. But in my like gut, I just was like, this is not for me. Like I just knew. And my, my biggest fear was always that I would regret not trying. Like failing is cool, although sometimes it's it stings, it hurts, it's not fun. But regret is the one thing I just couldn't live with. The truth is most people don't really understand the hustle that happens behind the artists. Like a lot of artists have been hustling for a long time. You just don't see it or you just don't know. You know, this idea that, okay, an artist out of nowhere just started popping. It's not necessarily how it works. So trying to give myself context and perspective on that, like if I'm going to do this, I need to put in the time and I have not necessarily given my all. I haven't invested my time. Like I'm a little bit of an extremist. I'm like, you're either going to go big or you're not going anywhere. So I was like, I'm going to put all of my energy and my resources into doing this thing. And the worst possible case scenario is it doesn't work. And all the other skills that I have, they're not going anywhere. If I want to go pursue another career later, which is not going to happen because (laughs) <laughs> my career is working out the way I wanted to. But anyway, I could change my mind. My point is that, you know, I didn't want to not try. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself. Like literally I could not sleep. I, and I'm the kind of person that I couldn't live with myself. Like it was affecting my self-esteem, to be honest, if I'm really being honest here. There was something inside me that was just like, no, this is not right. Academics was always something that was really important for me. A lot of my, at least high school peers are like working in Silicon Valley, medical doctors, lawyers, all that fun stuff, engineer, solving this, solving that. And I'm just like, okay. And I sing and write songs, you know? But to be honest, I have a piece now. I know I'm on the right path. I was scared, but somehow... I've like conditioned myself to take big risks and I'm happy that, that I can and I have. Well, I think what you, you've done really well is you weren't afraid of the big risks, even when it meant moving to the other side of the world, even when it meant you were yeah. starting over without the support of anybody that you knew, any family and friends around you, a language barrier is different. Uh, walk us through your decision um, as somebody who's grown up in the greater Toronto area to literally be be country hopping and and establish roots in, you know, your second home, Nigeria, uh, and using that as the place where you're really going to grow your career, at least right now. Like moving to Nigeria wasn't even stressful. Like, not that it wasn't stressful, but it wasn't even a a thing. I'm a Nigerian, so it's not like I had never been there before, you know, spent time there, um, extended periods of time there. For me, what was more of a crazy risk was when I moved to Cuba, and at the time when I moved there, I didn't speak any Spanish at all. <laughs> you know, when I think when I think back to it, I remember I, probably the day I told you, I was like, hey, close. So um, I'm going to uh, move to Cuba. And you're probably like, huh? OK, you know, support me. But like, it's crazy a little bit. I didn't have any contacts there. I just I knew that the caliber of musician that was coming out of Cuba was on another level. And I knew that I wanted to invest 
time. Like, I think what happened was I, fi- I had just read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I was just so like, I need to hold myself accountable. Like, I need to put in these 10,000 hours. And I haven't done that yet. So how can I do that? And I literally did something crazy. Like, I sat down and was calculating, okay, how many hours do I need? How many hours could, if I move for one year and I practice my piano every day or my guitar every day, what's going to happen? And then I kind of like convinced myself in my mind and then no one could tell me otherwise. I just was like, this is going to make sense. And then I did it and it became an adventure. Not only did I meet, I have amazing friends now, like family who I never would have met had I not moved there. Um, I now speak fluent Spanish, which is one of my little pocket tricks. (laughs) Um, And then I just was, I recorded my first project there called Things Fall Together. And that project, I think, is what really reinforced the belief that, yes, I can actually do this. Not a lot of people do what I do. Like some people don't have to leave their home. They sit in their their house and they go to a studio locally and make music. I'm not saying that's what you need to do. And I'm not saying the risk has to be so dramatic. But I just feel like, I don't know, I, I know that my path in life is unique. And I think it lends to my the story of who I am. And I don't regret anything that I've that I've done. In all of this, I think what's consistent is you have a strong sense of self. You have a strong self-concept, right? And it's the thing that's mm. keeping you together, keeping you, you know, taking all the good from these crazy experiences and being able to channel it and enter into new leagues. Because now, you know, here comes 2020, you are in a different league and caliber of musicians, of artists, of people that you work with, of people on your team, and even in thinking about your, your latest project. So tell me what that has been like, as you you're kind of looking back at your growth, and you know, all the places Mm. where you've made your mistakes, and you've had your big failures to now be looking at some of the biggest opportunities of your careers today. Yeah, I think knowing yourself, even just even as a songwriter, you know, being able to like trust your 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 taste, all of that stuff. Like I think as you take risks, you learn more about who you are you know what your strengths are your weaknesses are because i'm still learning who i am today but i i do believe that i become like more and more sure of myself and even when you meet people like when you meet someone and you and you connect with them on a real level because you're very honest and real with yourself they understand me i understand them our visions align and you end up you know going from here to the moon and beyond to the stars wherever it is that you want to go whatever it is that your goals are so when i look back one specific day i remember specifically we were sitting probably i came to visit you after i had come back from one trip or the other and i was maybe in a place where i was very unsure of myself and i remember like telling this to you and like we sat down and we, you started like just asking me questions about visualizing where it is that I wanted to be. And we did this like visualization because we're extra friends like that trying to push each other, you know? <laughs> like, I'm so like, can we visualize your goals? Like, yeah, that's what we do. That day stands out for me because it stands out so clearly as a day where I was literally just completely confused. And from that day, I literally started moving. And it's like one of those moments that I know, like that having that vision and like obviously support from you, but being able to like really craft that vision really helped to direct me to where I wanted to be. Well, we're so close to our dreams sometimes you, you can't really see the light yeah. all the time. You don't really see all the, the strengths that you're going to be able to pull from to get through the hard times when you're mm. so close to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why having good support is, is so important, especially when your dreams are big and it's in, yeah. in your experience and in, in going from new place to new place, it's sometimes hard to find that same level of of support, but that's why uh, investing the time in, in making sure you're like headstrong in your own vision is so critical, right? The journey has also made me 
stronger and made me giving me more clarity. It's a joyous thing when you like, you know, have obstacles because they also refine you. And when you get to a level where you understand that every single obstacle is refining you, then it changes the way you move through them. You're just like, I know that this is building me up. So even the person that I was two years ago, four years ago, whatever, is not who I am now. Like it's a um, compounding effect, you know, of growth that eventually, like it's, you know, they say this cheesy thing where it's, oh, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. You know, it sounds cliche, but it's real. It's very, very real. Cause even as an artist and everything I do, I remind myself that this is my life today. Like what I'm living today is my life. Versus always like thinking about where you think you want to be. Cause I know that where I am now, if I, if someone told me like when I was just starting out, I would be here, I probably would laugh at them. And I know that where I am now moving forward, like two years, four years, even like one year, maybe I'll be somewhere and I'll be like, wow, you know, now I can't imagine where that place is, you know? So it's always like that presence of mind to know that this is every uh, every opportunity to be building and growing is just as important and just mm -hmm. as, as valid. Is there something that stands out to you as something that you're most proud of? I'm really proud of this album that no one has heard. Well, I think you've heard it, but I'm not supposed to say tell anybody that. <laughs> tell us about the album. How is your sound changing? How is your style changing? Um, so I have been like my... My last project, I did a lot of the production and songwriting myself, but I've, I've been really fortunate to connect with some really dope producers um, and collaborate in a way where I feel like I've also really grown in the process. So for example, um, I did a lot of recording in Jamaica and I was working with um, Dale Virgo, just a, a wicked, he's so, he's such a kind heart, but he's an amazing producer. And we wrote some like classics, like I can't wait to share these songs. I did an amazing, and this, and then another song with the Teflon, Teflon produced with Chronix, who I love Chronix and also Coffee. Um, and actually won a Grammy with, with Coffee on that um, EP that they, the Rapture EP. So he's really dope. And the song we wrote is just, I'm so excited. Like, I just have so much music to share, you know? Also working in Ghana with uh, Kwame Yaboa, um, who, who is like a multi-instrumentalist. He's a beast, basically, on all instruments, on all things music. So working with him has been amazing. I've just been really fortunate um, to collaborate. So I'm like sitting here listening to the music, enjoying it, jamming myself, waiting for the right moment to release it. And also like, you know, refining it because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist too. So sometimes I'll listen to a song for like a little bit and realize, mm, I think this needs to change, you know, so being patient at the same time. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to release new music. I'm exploring with electronic sounds and finding like this kind of voice and it all happens organically. Like you just have to keep, you just keep writing music and you just keep growing and then you, you see what comes out. I'm so excited so, for everyone to hear it. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited to be honest. And it, I don't think I've ever been this excited for a project. I feel like I'm also myself as a person standing on a firmer foundation. I think everything is just aligning itself in a really amazing way. I'm glad we can take a moment here to appreciate where you've come and you can look back on your your growth. And you mentioned, you know, perfectionism, which all creative people, anyone trying to create to some extent uh, can relate to and suffers from. Um you know, what is it like for you in the music industry where you have to be so specific about how you craft your image, how you show up, just even, you know, there's just so much strategy that goes into social media now as part of your, your music career as a whole. 
What what has that been like in kind of tackling that challenge? Do you feel like you um, are, are at odds with it sometimes? Or is it a little bit of a battle in terms of like, how do you show up? How do you, you know, show that you're you're also funny and you, you know, love tomatoes and you know, you're doing all these things outside of the, the image that uh, you're putting forward as a musician. So what's that yeah. kind of dance like for you? I don't know. I think I... I'm trying to find a balance with sharing myself because I know that there's a level of my authenticity and my honesty that I can do in my music, but to do it in other ways, I haven't really figured out how to find that balance because I know that if I'm able to do that, it'll, it'll allow people to connect with me on a different level. Right. The insecurity of like posting something on the internet that feels so permanent and people have to like judge you and like, you know, the whole psychology of that is just, it is toxic. There's lots of people that have been suffering and know what the realities of the, the social media hustle is. Some people are good at it and I commend them for it. You know, in the music industry, social media has completely changed the way people even consume music, the way people discover music. So it's it's about sometimes for me being more cerebral, understanding that it's a tool and you can use a tool the way you want to use the tool and you know what your limitations are and try to be, you know, objective as much as possible about it and know when you need to take a step back, which I, I do very often and I have no shame, <laughs> but also knowing that I can connect with people like it's a it's a double ended edged sword. So you want to, you know, take the good, but mitigate the bad. So it's me try- constantly trying to find that balance um, of not being too reclusive, you know, and being too honest and transparent to the point where, you know, you share everything you are and you have no privacy, but also like connecting with people and building community, um, finding like-minded people who, who not only, you know, love your music, but also, you know, enjoy the same things, enjoy plant tomato plants and like horseback riding <laughs> <laughs> and all the like random things and speaking different languages and whatever the things that I enjoy. There's other people that enjoy that too. Cause at the end of the day, we're humans, right? I'm an artist. Sure. And I have my, you know, my, my work, but I'm also like a human, you know, I have my likes, my dislikes, you know, we cry too. We celebrate too. We have family, you know, totally. And the so, road is long. So there's, yeah. there's a lot more of that than people ever get to see on a, a daily or on a just a long term basis the journey is long for you musicians man it's a long journey but the payoff is beautiful like i i can remember like moments where i'm just like on a stage like some of my favorite performances like i'm on a stage and there's like like 40,000 people or something like opening and like literally the room is like quiet like people are looking at me like who is this girl you know or like getting, I did a, a performance with Global Citizen when they were doing the Global Citizen Prize. And it was a special, it was a gala evening for the um, the finalists for the for the prize and other like dignitaries or other ambassadors for Global Citizen. So there's some pretty epic people in this room and like including someone like Amina Mohammed, for example, who's Secretary General of the UN, also a Nigerian woman, but she just does amazing work. A lot of the initiatives that I'm passionate about, specifically violence against women, gender equality on the continent of Africa, specifically and in Nigeria. Uh, another person that was there that I have to mention, like Raphael Sadiq was in the room who, you know, I love. And I'm like in this room and after I perform, I get like this standing right. ovation. It wasn't a huge event, but to think that I'm standing in a room with people who are the greats of what they do and they're standing to clap for me, like because I, I sang a song, you know, that I wrote that was really important to me. That's actually on this album as well. I don't know. It was just really humbling. So amazing. 
What advice would you give to somebody out there who's listening to this and they have a big dream and it's it's probably years and stages away from where they are now, but what advice do you give to somebody with a really big, big dream? The things I wish people told me, for example, was that when you have big dreams, the journey, like it's not supposed to be easy. In fact, there will even be a moment where you want to quit. Maybe there'll be multiple moments. That's normal. <laughs> like that is actually normal. Um, it is normal for you to wake up one morning and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. That is normal. Because I think sometimes when these things happen, we think, oh, no, it's only me. And I'm, you know, that must mean I'm a failure. It's like, no, that's not correct. Those things are normal. Like really what we should be focusing our energy on is trying to just put one foot in front of the other and just take the next step. And just, I used to sit down in my, in my room in Lagos and just be like, okay, what is the next thing that I can do? I can write a song. I can practice. Who can I connect with? You know, who do I want to write with? Who can I reach out to? That's kind of how you build a legacy. That's how you build a career. It's one brick at a time, really. So true. Normalize the the hard work. We're in this a place of, uh, you know, the overnight overnight business and, you know, five easy steps to achieve your goal tomorrow, which is not real. It's not real. Sometimes you're in a place where it hurts, like it, it physically hurts. It's painful. I have friends who are fashion designers who are, you know, who work in the design space specifically with like um, with architecture and like furniture design. I have friends who are stylists. I have friends who are photographers and the hustle is real, you know, and it's not sometimes it's not until later that people actually start to realize what you've contributed and you just have to just hold your space, like just hold your space, doing what you do, being your authentic self. And then when it's time, you know, building one person, one fan at a time, one project at a time. And next thing you know, where you end up is so different from where you were and all the hardship that you experience when you get to that like place, you're going to forget about it. <laughs> you know, those are, that's very real. So you have to, you just have to keep going. It's one foot in front of the other. I just, I really wish someone told me that because I think, I think sometimes we romanticize this, like chasing a dream, you know, chase your dreams, which is like, it's like you can plan and sit down and be structured about it as well. But putting an emphasis on the fact that it is going to be difficult. Discomfort is part of the process. And if you're not uncomfortable, that means you're not really pushing yourself. Couldn't agree more. It's essential to the process. Discomfort means you're growing, right? Preach. Well, where can people connect with you? Where can we hear your music? Obviously on my Instagram, Falano Music, uh, and Twitter, it's the same. And my website, falanomusic.com. Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you use, my music is there. New music should be coming out very soon. You can connect with me, come say hi, let me know what you thought about the music or even this interview with my bestie. Love it. Well, I, I hope that you will at some point post the, the photos of your tomato plant uh, on the page, but we'll see. Let me just can I just tell you the story? That plant, almost, I brought that plant back from life. This is another reason why I'm so proud. That tomato plant was in, so my, my neighbor actually gifted it to me and she put it, my, someone collected it from my neighbor and they left it in the, in the garage for like almost a week and a half. So when I got, when I finally had the plant in my hand, it was on the verge of death. It was dying. Like, so I was like, no, I brought that plant back to the, um, to where like there was sunlight and I started watering it religiously every single day at 10 AM. I would water this plant. I would talk to it. So I'm so proud that he, I, not only did he resurrect himself, but he's also giving me this delicious 
you know, cherry tomatoes. I'm so proud. Not only can you have singer, songwriter, musician on your bio. Gardener, I'm a farmer gardener, now. Life bringer, all of these things that you can add oh for, for the next That's round so of your creative. So I'm very proud. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging my accomplishments. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bet. That's what, that's what yeah, friends man. do. Well, thank you, Glenna, for taking the time. I'm glad we, we got to, to interview you before you're on your way back to do all of the things. And we're going to be looking out really closely for when your next project hits. Yes, thanks so much, Chloe. It's been amazing. And um, yeah, super excited that I was one of the guests on Start Right Now. And if you're at home listening, thinking about a dream, start right now. Now. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch up on new episodes every single week. As always, thank you for tuning in.